Welcome to Shomal Shalom on the Dav. She responds to Elinishmas and Be'akos Shalom Le'avas Yitzchok. We're holding in Yumidav Pei Base. The Gemara and Amud Base, and the end of the short Amud, the Gemara brings a story about a pregnant woman that had that smelt food in Yom Kippur and got the craving to eat it. They went in front of Rebbe, and Rebbe said, "Go whisper to her that it's Yom Kippur." And Rashi explains, "Whisper to her, and that will affect the fetus, the uber." They whispered to her the ilchisha, and then it really it worked. She accepted the ilchisha, and she didn't crave anymore. And Rabbi Kariyalei said the pasuk, "Beterem etzrech bepetin daatich," meaning right in, already in the in the womb, I see that you're a tzaddik, and really came out of it, Rabbi Yochanan. That's story number one. Story number two is another pregnant woman who smelled, came in front of Chanino, and the same thing happened. He tried to whisper to her to calm the craving down. It did not work. And when Hanina read the Pasuk, Zoyru Rishoyim Yerechem, that Rishoyim, they start becoming estranged when in the womb, and came out of it a big Rosh called Shabtai Otsar Now, many of the Mephoshim are bothered with the following. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, that Saigafon Bey says, that Antoninus and Rebbe had a discussion, when does the Yitzhahara go in to, to the person? Is it in time of conception? Or in the time of birth? Antoninus told Rebbe it has to be a time of birth. Because if not, the baby is going to kick the mother and leave. And Rebbe agreed with Antoninus. So the first you may ask, and so brings the marshal over there, that if so, how do we explain the Gemara here that already a, there was a Russia in the womb of his mother he, that caused the mother to crave food? There's no Yitzhahara in the womb. So how, how is it possible? That's what the marshal asks. And the marshal answers, that even though he doesn't have his own Yitzhah, but the Yitzhah of the mother is the one who causes it over here. There's the Yitzhah of the mother, and the Yitzhah of the mother could influence the baby, and that's what happened over here. The Yitzhah of the mother influenced the baby. But the Masha points out the question that many of the and the Torah ask. It says by Rivka that she had two babies in her womb, Yaakov and Esau. And when she went in front of Abish the manager says, Yaakov tried to go out. She went in front of her desire. Asa wanted to go out. How you explain there? You can't say it's Sahara of the mother caused it. Rivka, the tzaddik, is not have Yitzhara for her desire. So how, where is Asa getting the Yitzhara? There's no Yitzhara for a baby. And then the marshal stays with the question. Other answers are, that the Sefiz Yom Kippur says over here, that really there is a Yitzhara for a baby, but he's not controlling him so much like when the baby is born. So it's not going to cause the baby to die, to, to cook his mother and die. But there is someone Yitzhah. So maybe also Esau had the Yitzhah. But Lema'i said, there's another question over here. Because L'Chorah, one can ask, and this, the Mephosh don't ask it directly, but this is implied. How can it be that there's Yitzhah to the baby, and the baby already in the womb is predestined to be a Russia? Don't we have a din of free will, of Chir HaChavshis? <laughs> already when he's in the womb of the mother before he was able to choose anything he's already doing bad things how's it possible how can you understand that and we see over here the Gemara says of Hanina said right away I knew right away this is a Russia well, where is the free will over here the, as we know because I'll tell us it's a toy doesn't come to the Adam until he's 13 so there's no real challenge over here and then already you know this person will be a Russia how do you explain that so really to answer both questions the effect toy are in the Medrash and the to him. He says the Pshat is over here is not that we're talking about that really you had 
a tzahara overcoming the baby, causing him to do it. But here, there was a sign of what's going to happen in the future. This is what's called the mazel. The mazel was predicting, oh, this is what's going to happen. Not that the baby did not have free will. He did have free will. But right away now, there was a simon of what this person is going to choose in the future. And that was the sign over here that the Rav Khanina saw this baby has the simon that he will become a Russia. They're showing already, the mazel is showing what this person is going to choose in the future. And that's probably also they did in Esau. That already in the womb of the mother, there was some kind of a sign that the mazel was showing this, this person will become a big, a big Russia. And this fits very much also with what the Achrenim say, the Chasab Soifer, and the Bisalevi, and the Sfasemes, that Esau was really supposed to be a tzaddik. That was what he was destined to be. That's why Yitzchik saw him as a tzaddik. But he chose the wrong path. So it's not that he didn't have free will and already when he was in the womb of Rivka, he was already a Russia. It took him time to develop that. But when he was in the womb, there was some sign of what the future is bearing. And that's a shot over here in the Gemara as well. There's another pirush that the Sefer Hasidim says, and the Chidah on Pasha's told us, quotes him. The Sefer Hasid, towards the end of the Sefer, says that what our Gemara means, that there are Rishayim, that in the womb of the mother, we already know that they're going to be a Russia, is because, as the Gemara says, there was taf taf kuf ayindal doiris. There was 984 generations that were supposed to be born before the world was created, and there are the Rishayim, and Kishbuch went and put them in every generation. These Rishayim, they do not have free will. They are born with Yitzhahara, they're created with Yitzhahara, already in the womb of the mother. They're bad, they're evil from the get-go. And these, and that's what the Gemara says over here, this is one of these Rishayim, that already in the womb, we knew they're coming out. And the Sefer Hasidim says, he's saying the same thing regarding Esau as well. It doesn't fit with that chorin that we mentioned before. The only question that remains over here is how do we understand the first part of the story? Because the first part of the Gemara brings that a Rebbe realized there's somebody who here who's going to be a big tzaddik. So there was some kind of a mazel announcing what's going to happen in the future. Do we understand that? According to Sebek Hasidim, there's some babies that are born with the potential to be a tzaddik from the get-go? That's a little hard to understand. Something to think about according to Sebek Hasidim. Anyone who wants to join the Shomar Shove email list to WhatsApp group, please email shomarshove at gmail.com.